0: This is a message by Pastor Mark Fox of Antioch Community Church in Elon, North Carolina. For other sermons from Antioch, you can visit the church website at antiochchurchnc.org. Now, let's turn our hearts to the Word of God.
1: My lovely wife, Janelle, and our children, Madeline, Tyler, and Zachary. For the last several weeks, we have been celebrating the season of Advent. And each Sunday we've had a different theme. The first was uh, hope, and was followed by peace, joy, and today's uh, theme is love. And I thought, how can I expand on love in four or five minutes? Because humans have been pursuing love, writing, contemplating about love for their whole existence. We know that uh, the ancient Greeks thought about this and developed four different types of love. The love that I have for my wife is different than the love that I have for my kids, which is different than the love I have for you as my brothers and sisters in Christ, which is also different than the love that I have for uh, God. Uh, even more recently, uh, Dr. Chapman developed the, his five love languages, and I have learned that if I remember those and express those to my wife, I'm less likely to sleep on the couch at night. Um, But I thought for sure that love had to be the most common theme of poets and songwriters, and so I Googled that and realized that I was wrong. Uh, When I looked at the list from from that, when I Googled it, the Billboard chart songs from 1960 to 2009, these were the top ten themes. And here they go, discontent, heartbreak, loss, jadedness, Pain, desperation, rebellion, escapism, confusion, and suffering. You'll notice love didn't hit that list at all. And as I thought about that, I thought, well, that makes sense, right? That's our culture. That's our. That's who we are as a people. That's uh, what human nature often desires. That's what our sinful action deserves. That's our past. That would be our present and our future, except for the fact that God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son who loved us enough to bear God's wrath on the cross for our sins and loves us enough to want to spend eternity with him when we trust him. And it's this overwhelming great news that turns our songs from despair, confusion, loss and discontent into the songs of hope, peace, joy and love. And that's why we celebrate this Advent season and the a love of our great king. Okay, so I had Isaiah 714. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel.
2: Um, Matthew one eighteen 18 through 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way.
0: And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins.
2: Matthew one, twenty-two and twenty-three. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So I wrote a poem. I actually wrote it um, last year. I was going to give it as a collection of Christmas poems to my grand and grandpa, kind of like a Christmas gift. But I only finished this one, and then I kind of forgot about it. But they get to hear it now, so um, I love you guys. Merry Christmas. The Beloved Child. Shepherds watch their field by night. Then in darkness they see a great light. Angels flying through the clouds, singing praises very loud. Of the baby born in Bethlehem, and off they start with every lamb. In the wooden manger he lay, with only a pillow made of hay. With the morning doves to sing him to sleep. Lying there he barely makes a peep. Mary, his mother, cried with joy to see born such a beautiful boy. With the brightest star above, his little eyes are filled with love. The wise men see the star as well, and they know it has a story to tell. So off they set, on their camels. This is a great journey, even for mammals. They did not know that on the cross he would lie, and there eventually he would die, but then come back to life he would, to save all who believed like they should.
3: Good morning. Thank you, Ellie. Wonderful uh, poem there. Uh, Welcome this morning. Good to see everyone here. If we have any visitors who aren't familiar with the campus, if you need uh, restrooms, the campus is in kind of a U-shape. The restrooms are over on that wing. Uh, We have a mother's nursing uh, area over there, and we have a room back here where you can take a child if you uh, need some uh, correction or settling down. So welcome to you all. I'm going to be reading... A couple of passages this morning from Isaiah and John. The first passage is from Isaiah 9:6. Isaiah 9: For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And over to John 14, 16, and 17. John 14, 16, and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you.
0: Well, good morning, Antioch. Missing some folks today. I know that we've got some sickness still in the church and some people traveling. And we were traveling last week, and we were thankful for your prayers while we got to see daughters and sons and granddaughters. and It was a great time. And thankful for Vic. I know Vic is watching right now. Hey, Vic, we're all praying for your recovery. But last week, he preached a great message from Genesis. We'll get back to Genesis on January 8th i um, not doing a more traditional Christmas sermon today, it's going to be a little bit different as we look at these names that were given to the son who was to be born. We see in this in Isaiah's prophecy, which was written 700 years before Jesus' birth, that he would be born in Bethlehem and, and given four names. Now some say five, they say wonderful is a name by itself, and he is wonderful, Jesus is wonderful. But others say, no, he was talking about him being a wonderful counselor, and he was that for his disciples as he lived with them and walked with them and talked to them and counseled them for three years. And then when he ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit, right? Forty days after he ascended, the Holy Spirit came, the third member of the Trinity, to live not with us, but in us, in all who belong to Jesus. That means we have his counsel all the time. 24-7, every minute of every day, and we need that, don't we? You know, there are two competing voices, right, we can listen to. There's the voice of the world that shouts to you, just do you, right? Just do you. Uh, Live any way that feels good. By all means, don't let anybody just tell you to do anything that's going to cramp your style or make you unhappy. Because the most important thing in life is just to be happy. And then there's the quiet whisper of a cloud cloud of witnesses who tell you to forsake the passing pleasures of sin and to lay down your life because after all it's his life that is abundant life and that there is no happiness outside of holiness is outside of walking with Christ that's where true happiness is going to be discovered you know it's absolutely life-changing this is a truth you can count on it's life-changing whose counsel you listen to right right I found in my journal, I've been going through some of my old journals, and I found this story from way back, I don't know, 18 years ago, about a trial that Cindy got called up to possibly serve on the jury. Well, she was cut. She didn't have to serve on this jury. But here's the story. Three young men in this county abducted an 80-year-old woman, stuffed her in her own trunk of her car, and then went on a joyride with her. Now, thankfully, she was spared by God's grace, and they by God's grace, were apprehended and are in prison for a long time. And the sad thing is that one of them had no intention of doing any of this, but he went along with his buddies because they told him, hey man, this is gonna be cool. It is absolutely life-changing whose counsel we listen to. So let's look at three ways the Holy Spirit is our wonderful counselor. He abides, he teaches, and he guides. First of all, he abides with us Forever. The passage says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Another helper. Let's work, we'll look at that word for a second in this text. Helper, right? He's a, he's a helper. He's an advocate, it's translated in some texts. He's a counselor in other texts. He's a spiritual leader or guide. And and the word for another is crucial to understand because it means literally, when it says another in the Greek there, it means literally another of the same kind, right? Or someone the same as. When Jesus ascended, he sent back the Holy Spirit, who was exactly like the person who had walked on the earth in flesh and blood and body, right, As, as, as him. He was exactly like Jesus, but with a difference that made all the difference for us because Jesus could only be in one place at one time. As a man, he was—he took on human. He's, he humbled himself to become a human being who could only be in one place at one time. But when he sent the Spirit back, he said, hey, the Spirit will be with you and he will be in you. And it's amazing to think that the Holy Spirit is in millions of people right now. The Holy Spirit of God, who's not a thing but a person, The person of God, the Holy Spirit, is inside of millions of believers around the world right now. And of course, that includes all of us who know Jesus Christ as Lord. And the greatest counselor in the the world who lives inside of us, some of us have been to counseling, right? I wouldn't ask for a raise of hands because a lot of us have been to counselors. And there's no shame in that whatsoever. But the greatest counselor in the world lives inside of us. And his door is always open. And his phone is never busy. I know you enjoy this just as much as I do. One of our favorite things is to be put on hold, right? When we're trying to get help for something. I'm calling to get help for my computer or our internet's not working. And I'm dialing this 800 number. And finally they, you know, finally it says, all right, now you will be transferred to someone who can help you. And the next thing you hear, love this, is a dial tone. You've been on hold for 20 minutes And now you have to call the number again. The greatest thing of all is that the Lord will not put you on hold. He will be there for us. He's the wonderful counselor who is always with us. Not only that, but his promise is that he will be with us forever. This gives us confidence to live each day with, with boldness. Remember Charles Spurgeon said, that he, he, was, he was so sure of his salvation, he said, I would grab onto a corn stalk and swing over the fires of hell and look the devil in the face and sing, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Well, that's the confidence that we have because of the Lord we know and the Spirit who indwells us. I remember a time years ago when one of my sons came to me and said, Dad, I, I'm not sure sometimes whether I need to come to you with a question or not or whether I just need to pray about it and see what the Lord tells me. And he he hesitated for a second. And he said, but I guess I do know actually because if I take it to the Lord but it keeps bugging me and I can't get it out of my mind then I know I'm supposed to come to you as well. I love that. You see what he was learning? Even as a young man that we should always take our problems and questions to the Lord Our wonderful counselor. But the Lord also works through others. He works through parents. He works through elders. He works through disciples. He works through friends. Those who know the Lord and can help us. So that leads us to he abides in us and with us always. Secondly, he teaches us. All things. In John 15, 26, we read, But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who perfe- proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. The Holy Spirit lives in us not just to counsel us, but to continually remind us and teach us about Jesus. He's called the shy sovereign because he doesn't want attention drawn to himself, the Holy Spirit. He wants all the attention to go to Jesus. And so he lives in us to point us to Jesus, to help us to know Jesus better. It's a wonderful thing. He has the same character, the same ability, and the same purpose as Jesus. He bears witness of Jesus, and he is making us like Jesus. We are being transformed into the image of Jesus by the working of the Holy Spirit in our lives, aren't we? Well, that begs the question then, how did Jesus feel about children he loved them. He absolutely loved children. Would the Holy Spirit feel any differently? No. So the Holy Spirit, who is our counselor, who abides with us, will teach us how to love children like he loves children. And that includes loving them with discipline. That includes loving them with education, loving them with grace, loving them with mercy. Just like the Holy Spirit uh, loves us, and Jesus loves us. How did Jesus feel about tax collectors and other filthy, rotten sinners? He loved them. He spent time with them. Right? That's why they called him a friend of sinners. This guy Jesus, he's a friend of sinners. The Pharisees wouldn't have anything to do with tax collectors and sinners. Not Jesus. How does the Holy Spirit feel about sinners? The same way. He will teach us and he will transform us into the image of Christ in one way by making us have compassion and passion and love for sinners so that they can come to know Jesus as well. Have you ever asked the Lord and maybe specifically addressed the Holy Spirit in this way? By the way, you can pray to the Holy Spirit, can't you? You can say Jesus when you pray. You can say Father when you pray. You can say Holy Spirit when you pray. Right? Three... Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Mark Fox of Antioch Community Church in Elon, North Carolina. Antioch meets every Sunday for worship at 10 o'clock a.m. at 1600 Powerline Road in Elon. You can download other messages by Pastor Fox at antiochchurch.cc. You can also learn how to order his books or subscribe to his blog at jmarkfox.com.